Come in. Welcome. Welcome to Mystery Theater. I am Hyman Brown. So many of you write me letters asking for stories of the occult, of strange death and wandering ghosts, of gothic horrors and unimaginable terrors. Yet, others write for a love story. It's much too simple and gentle an emotion to belong on Mystery Theater. Or is it? After all, it was love that inspired Victor Herbert's song, Our Sweet Mystery of Life. To reinforce that, here is a love story that is not so much of this life, but more the one beyond. Marta's got to retire, Max. Retire? One of the foremost concert pianists in the world? Her heart won't stand the strain anymore. Julie, Julie, she can't afford to retire. Well, with all the money she's made. It's all been spent looking for him. But her husband is dead. Everyone else realizes that. Except Marta Daninov. Our mystery drama, Love After Death, was written especially for the mystery theater by Ian Martin and stars Ralph Bell and Norman Rose. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Among the company of the great romantic pianists, the Chopins, the Rubensteins, and all the other towering geniuses, no name shone more brightly, although relatively briefly, than that of Marta Daninov. Perhaps audiences were unduly affected by this wisp of a woman whose thundering crescendos seemed a physical impossibility and whose delicate pianissimos were marvels of projected whispers. What made this fair little woman able to run this gamut of romantic emotions? The banked-up fires of a raging and enduring love that tragedy and disaster and separation could never quench. Marta is magnificent tonight, Julie. Magnificent. I don't know where she finds the strength, Mr. Frank. Oh, bank fires. It comes from within. She's a true romantic. Her soul overcomes her body. But how much longer can it? What do you mean, Julie? She's ill. Much sicker than she'll ever admit. It's sheer willpower that keeps her going. Well, it has been all her life. Well, if you care about her life, you've got to talk her into retiring. I have to? Well, you're her manager. Who well, else? You're her secretary. You're closer to her than anyone. Well, the only one she'll listen to is you. No, no, no. All she will listen to is her heart. And her heart can no longer stand the strain. Oh, please, Mr. Brick, convince her to retire before it's too late. There is no way I can do it, Julie. She can't afford to anyway. What? With all the money she's made? It's all been spent looking for him. She won't give up, so she has to work to keep on the quest. But he's dead. He must be dead long ago. Everyone realizes that. Except Madame Danino. Matt, forgive me, Mr. Breck. Oh, come, come. You should have been calling me Max long ago, Julie. Leave it that way, would you? All right, Max. But look, if she doesn't give up this hopeless romantic belief, I... I think she will be dead. Now, you, you've just got to make her face the truth. Yes, you're right. 
All right, I'll try again. This time I really will try. She's coming to the end. Why can't she settle for that? The only real love she's ever had. Uh-huh. You didn't know Andre Daninoff, her husband. That was the real love. It's what she pours out on an audience since he is no longer with her. Tonight was good, wasn't it? You've never been better, Martin. Hmm. Superlative. <sighs> Strange. I felt he was there. I've never felt it so strongly that Andre was there. Marta, will it never be time for you to forget him? Never. There has to be a time. You cannot live in a dream world forever. Whatever world I live in, so long as I shall live, it will be a world that contains Andre and forever after. You're killing yourself, Marta. You need a rest. I can't rest. I shall never rest unless I find him. I know you don't believe he is alive. Nobody does but me. But I shall prove you all wrong in the end. <sighs> Has there been any other news? No. No. Then we will have to start all over again. You haven't time for this, Marty. Have a tour to complete and very heavy bookings for next year. Oh, there'll be some time for a rest in between. <laughs> a rest. Wasn't it wonderful that summer in England? The last one together. No, 46. We were so sure that disaster was all behind us. And the whole world was young again. Oh, why did Andre have to go home? It meant a lot to his career. And he was a patriot. Artists have no business in politics. He wasn't really political. He just wanted to play for his own people. Like all of us, with the war over, he thought that was the end of dictatorship. That we were all free. But they cancelled his visa to leave. I should have gone with him. Oh, Marta, you couldn't. You were already carrying Stefan. I know. Andre would never have forgiven me if they got their clutches on his son. Yes, or his wife. Oh, I wasn't of any value to them then. He was the recognized artist. But he would no longer play for them. Not for their political gain. So, he was eliminated. Yes, eliminated. Not killed. You know that once I started to make my name, I was contacted and told that... If I came home, they would free him from prison. Well, they offered you no real proof he was alive. And you didn't. The decision was made. So leave the past alone, Martha. I can't. I can't, Max. I will never believe he's dead. You think they would have hesitated to kill him or starve him? It was announced that he had died in 59. There has been no word of him in nearly 20 years. I still know he is alive. For all your protestations. I think in your heart of hearts, you too believe he is still alive. Or could be. Oh, now, how can you say I believe that? I am a woman, as well as an artist. Oh, I know many things. I know you. If you were sure in your own soul that Andre was dead, you would not have accepted being just my manager. 
Marta, he was my friend. I couldn't dream. Well, of course I love you. Why deny the truth? There is nothing you could hide from me, Max Breck. You lied to me, didn't you? When you said there was no news. Yes. The one we traced all the way to Canada. Yes. He may have crossed over into the States. The detective agency thinks they may have found him in Buffalo. Oh, where? I will go to him. Slowly, slowly, Marta, please. It's only a vague possibility. And you are due for an important concert in New York tomorrow. We could fly by way of Buffalo. You know, that is not possible. The schedule is tight enough as it is. You've got to leave for New York tomorrow morning. Well, I, I, I will cancel the booking. Carnegie Hall? You can't. It's too late. The whole future rides on it. And this may be just another dead end. I won't go unless you follow it up. All right. All right. If you promise no interviews tonight, straight to bed. Oh. And fly with Judy tomorrow morning so you can rest in New York before the concert. You have my promise, if I have yours, that you will go yourself. You are the only one besides me who can tell if it is really Andre. What a godforsaken neighborhood. Uh, yes? Uh, Father Quinn? Uh, that'd be me. Who's wanting me? I left my spectacles off. You wouldn't know me. My name is Max Breck. Uh, could I uh, step in and ask you a few questions? Now, if it's about the plaster repair on the altar, all in good time, man. We're a poor parish here, and it all has to go through the diocese, you see. But you've got to know the church is good for it, and I'll not be done anymore. No, I, I, I want nothing from you, Father Quinn, except information. Ah, oh, oh, well then, step in, step in. We're very strong on information here at St. Pancras. Uh, what instruction will you be seeking, Mr. Breck? It's about, uh, a Peter Dan. I understand he's a janitor here. Peter Dan has sought the sanctuary of this church. Now, he's a man who's suffered much and deserves to be left alone. It's like I told the other one of you knows around here and upsetting the man. If he's committed some crime or other, let the police come fair and square. But I'll have none of you private eyes or whatever you are bothering him to death. Now he's about to find a little peace at last. Are you the police? No, no, I'm not. Uh, is Peter Dan his real name, Father? It's the name I accept him by. It wouldn't... It couldn't be... Andre Daninov, by any chance? That's what the other one asked. I'd give you the same answer. I don't know. Now, here's the door, for I mind no one's business with my own. I only want to see him for a few moments, Father. If he's not the man I'm looking for, I'll leave him alone. Please, please, Father, close the door for a moment. Well... I promise you, if you just let me see Peter Dan, I'll know if he's the man I'm looking for. And if he is? I don't just want to help him close the door on his past, you see. I know how tragic that has been. I, I, I want to open the door to his future and the life and the love he deserves, and that's waiting for him. Oh. Well, now, Mr. Breck, you impress me as having Peter's interest at heart, but you still have to convince me. Come on in by the sitting room and we'll have a cup of tea, and you'll tell me why you're looking for him. Well, if all you tell me is true, 
Why wouldn't this Andre Dunneen off once he escaped from his illegal confinement and found his way to America? Go back to his wife. I can't answer that, Father. I don't know. You'd think at least he'd want to see the son he'd never seen. Well, that's no longer possible. Why not? Madame Daninov became an Israeli citizen in 1967 at the age of 21. Her son, a pilot, was shot down and killed in the Six-Day War. Oh, Mary in heaven, God's will is so often difficult to fathom. It is indeed. Still, still, it's not for the likes of us to question. I won't debate the point, Father. I only know that a woman I have admired for the best part of my life has suffered enough. And if there is a way to ease the end of her life, I intend to fight for her right to that relief. Ah, you're... you're a good man, Mr. Brecker. No, I doubt that, Father. But my motives in this, I hope, are pure. I'm sure they are. So, will you tell me where I can find Andre... well, I mean... The man you know is Peter Dan. Uh, I'll, I'll take you to him. Now, forgive me, tis not all curiosity. Just one other thought before we go. Suppose it turns out this is your man. But he wants to be left alone and not go back to his old life. That is a bridge I've been waiting to cross as long as I can remember. Ah, I... Well, let's go across it together. Is he far from here? No further than the sound of yon piano. He's at his morning practice. I wouldn't dream of interrupting it. Except for something as important as this. Is this the end of a 30-year-old search? Is Max Breck about to meet his old friend face-to-face again? And if so, what will be the result of that meeting? Why would Andre Daninov refuse to return to his wife? What ghost could haunt his freedom and still hold him a prisoner? Mystery Theater will return shortly with Act Two. From a shabby old house that is Father Quinn's living quarters, the older man leads Max Breck into the musty and shadowed church. The freshly painted walls of the altar stand out in bold relief against the peeling paint and patched plaster of the body of the church. The two men cross the transverse to the other side of the altar. You'll find the man I know as Peter Dan behind John door. He, on second thought, in case he should turn out to be the man you seek, I, I don't know if I want him to know me as his, his betrayer. I mean him no harm, Father. And I truly believe you mean that, Mr. Blake. But that doesn't mean you may not bring it to him. Well, how? In what way? Whoever he may be, the man at that piano has found his peace, whoever and whatever he may have been. I think he would prefer to forget. We don't know that, Father Quinn. No, we don't. You said it was a bridge you would cross if you came to it. I did. Well, I'm backing out on joining you. Instead, 
I'd be saying a little prayer that it all comes out right for everyone concerned. Max. Max Breck, you know me. No, no you, you have the wrong man. I am... I... I am not the secret police. I'm a friend. For 33 years, we have been searching for you, Martin me. I am not the man you want. Not the man you named. Old friend, old friend. The years may have changed us, but I would know you anywhere. Just as you know me. I never saw you before in my life. Andre, it's no use. You knew me the moment you turned on that bench and jumped to your feet as if you were scared for your life. Why, Andre, why? I mean you no harm. Then go away and believe me. Now that I've found you at last? Never. What do you mean to do with me? Take you back to Martha. No. What? I cannot go back to her. Don't you see that I... I... Oh, Max... Max, you say that you are still my friend. Oh, yes, of Then course. in the name of God, go. Go, leave me. Leave me alone as I am. Andre. Andre, I can't do that. Marta knows that I came here to try to find you. How? How well, she hired and paid for the detectives who tracked you down. Detectives? Why would she hire detectives to look for me? Because she loves you, and for every minute of every day of every year since your death was reported... She's never stopped believing that you were alive. Never stopped searching for you. It would have been better that she believed me dead. Why do you say that? Max. Max, look at me. What is left of me. I am surprised that you recognized me. It's been a long, terrible ordeal, Andre. But you've weathered it better than I or anyone could have dreamed. Why did they announce your death? There were five of us who escaped. It was beginning of winter. It was so cold your breath froze on your beard. Not even a rabbit would leave his burrow. They hunted us with dogs. But in the snow our scent was hard to follow and the wind drifted it across our tracks and wiped them out. After three days they left us on the plains to die. Four of us did. I was the only one to live on. On the fifth day, a gold miner coming down from the mountains to his winter quarters found me more dead than alive. He nursed me for three weeks in his cabin till I became rational again. By that time, from my ravings, he had learned most of my story. It was my great good luck he had as little love for the party and its bureaucrats as I have. With the help of a trapper, they, they smuggled me under the skins to a seaport. And from there, I managed to get by boat to Japan. It was not until nearly a year later when I reached Hong Kong and was able to hunt through back copies of the papers that I found I was supposed to be dead. Why didn't you get in touch with Marta? And let them know that I was still alive. But didn't you know that Marta pestered them so much and 
lined up so many prominent names and uh, made such a racket in the U.N. about the circumstances of your death that she finally got them to issue a full pardon posthumously? Yes. I read that when I was in Israel. Well, why didn't you come forward then? I meant to. It's why I worked my way half across the world. To hear her play. To see her again. But you didn't. Oh, I, I heard her play. It was her first big concert in Tel Aviv. She was magnificent, a success fou. They would not let her off the stage. I remember her bowing and throwing kisses. How beautiful she was. How young, with a whole world at her feet. And I knew, I knew I did not belong in her world anymore. So I, I never saw her. Oh, you fool. All the time her heart was empty for you. For what I had been, perhaps. Not what what I have become. A man bitter, solitary. Old, far before his time. An accident of failure and nothing and non-person. Oh, that is not true. I heard you when I came in. You still play. Oh, yes, I still play. On an instrument when I can. In my head when I cannot. What does that mean? Uh, all those years in... The prisons in the camps, on, on tramp ships as a seaman, in a thousand coolie labor jobs. Max, there was one thing that kept me alive, the music. The music. I could hear every note in my head. I could see it in my mind's eye. Play it with my fingers on whatever surface I could press them against. A, a, a tough rail, a, a cell wall. And for most of the years since Stefan's death, the edge of any any bar that did not throw me out on my ear. You know about your son, then? I... I only learned about him the month before he died. I never saw him. Oh, Max, why did... Why didn't she tell me before I left that summer? She was only thinking of you. You're the only man she ever thought of. That's why you have to come back to her. No. No, I cannot Well, why on earth not? She's at the height of her success. She has the world at her feet. She's still in her fifties and radiantly lovely. I, I am a hundred years old in body and mind. I would drag her down. I can't. I won't do that. She should have someone young and vital. Like you, Max. In the name of heaven, have some compassion, man. Leave me alone. I may have nothing else, but I have a kind of peace here. Go, tell her you found out that I was shot trying to escape. Marry her yourself. She doesn't want me. She wants you. If she had me, she might as well have a ghost. I cannot do it. You must. You have to. What do you mean, I have to? Whatever you are is what Marta wants. She's dying, Andre. What? What? What do you mean she's dying, Max? No one knows just how ill she is except me. Not even a secretary worries about her overworking. Not even Marta herself. But if she rests, if she takes it easy... She'll never do that as long as you are missing. And to pay for the detectives that scour the world looking for you, she has to work harder and harder. It's a treadmill that's killing her. Oh, Max. Max, how long has she got? A month, a year. Well, not many more. Who knows? If she has the most important thing in the world she really wants... But... But it's foolish. It is romantic nonsense. Life is not young love. It is hard and bitter and, and unfair. 
And we cannot turn back the years. It would take a miracle to make it even a faded memory of what it was. But you know as well as I do, Andre, you've got to try. Well, you have not left me much choice. All right. I will try. But I still say it is a mistake. I, uh... Well, I, I, I haven't any money. Oh, it's the least of our problems. Go pack whatever you have to take with you while I make some plane reservations. It won't take long. I, I've learned to travel light. You'd never get here. I'm sorry, Jody. Plane was late. Uh, how's Martha? Oh, a nervous wreck. I, I've never seen her like this. Well, where's... Andre, uh... he stopped to comb his hair or fix his handkerchief or something. He's a nervous wreck, too. Oh, we all are. You know, the house is almost in. We can't hold the curtain too much longer. I understand. Oh, maybe it would have been better if you'd let them talk on the phone before you flew in. Oh, don't blame me. Andre didn't want to. Neither did Martha. I think it's better that they meet again first, face to face. Max? Yes? Uh, what's he... Uh, what's he like? I, I mean, what does he look like? Like someone who's lived 30 years in hell. Spitting deep into his face. And pulls his shoulders down. But the worst part of all is what haunts his eyes. Oh, terrible. I... I don't know what Martha expects... I'd better go prepare her. I think you'd better. Even at best, I'm not sure she's going to be able to play the recital tonight. And I'll go right in before... Uh-uh. It's too late. Here he comes. <gasps> that bent, wizened old man? That wizened old man was once tall and straight and young and bristling with talent. That's how she still pictures him. Andre, this way... I'm sorry to keep you waiting, oh, Max. That's all right. But we have to hurry. It's almost curtain time. Well, then perhaps we'd better wait until... No, 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 no. Marta's waiting anxiously. Oh, oh this is Julie Rand, Marta's secretary. Yeah, how do you do? Mr. Deninov. What? Oh, yes, of course. That's who I am. Uh, here we are. Marta's dressing room. Marta, it's Max. Come in, Max. Andre, let me go in first. I thought you would never get here. Uh, where? He's is... here, Martha. He's right here, but uh, the house is waiting. Are you sure you want to see him before the recital? After 33 years, how much longer do you think I can wait? Of course, my dear. Come in, Andre. I'll leave you alone. Um. Andre? Martha? Across the gap of perhaps three feet, close enough to touch, they face each other, a frail and indomitable woman, a man bent and twisted, old before his time. Three feet, did I say? Or is that gap wider than a lifetime? Too far to bridge and lead them back to each other again. Mystery Theater will continue shortly with Act Three. (laughs) 
there are some moments in all our lives when time stands still. The first kiss, whose magic you are afraid to break. The terrible news of some loved one's death. A moment of victory in a game. Or the terror of some nightmare from which you could not awake. The joy of something you have long anticipated turning out to be everything you imagine, or the sick feeling in the pit of your stomach when you found it nothing but disappointment. This is such a moment for Marta and Andre. Andre. Marta. I have been waiting so long. You are just as beautiful as ever. And you, as handsome. Oh, no. No, that is not true. In my eyes, you are. You must be seeing me as I was then. I always see you as you were then. I always will. But, Marta, these lines, these wrinkles, my hair... Andre... What do you think I would be without my makeup? My hair rinse. I'm not a young girl anymore. Outside. But inside, I feel the same as the 23-year-old who kissed you goodbye. And seeing you again, all I see is the boy. I never dreamed I was going to lose. Oh, Martha, darling. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Just hold me. It, it, it's been so long. So long. Too long. It's too late. I'll be no good for you. Oh, don't, don't say that, Andre. I need you now more than ever. I only want one promise from you. What? That you will never leave me again. It has been such a long fight. I'm so tired. I need your strength. There is not much left. They battered most of it out of me. And the last years since I escaped have drained what was left. I may not show it, Andre. But inside, there's almost nothing of me left. I need you to lean on. It is your inner strength I need. Marta, the house is getting restless. Oh, give me just a moment longer, Max. You had better go, Marta. Not until I know I will find you here when I get back. I will be here. And you will stay. I will stay. Till death do us part? No. What? I have gone through enough. We have gone through enough in this life ever to be parted again. If death should take you first, I would follow Right on your heels. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. What? Nothing. Just Elizabeth Barrett Browning's sonnet to her husband about how she loved him. Andre, Andre, don't let anyone or anything take this away from us again. As heaven is my witness, I never will. I love you, Marta. I love you, Andre. I'm sorry, Marta. I'm but... coming, Max. 
Kiss me, darling. Marta. Oh, I am in heaven. This must be heaven. Oh, what a recital I shall give them tonight. Oh, my darling, I can't write you a love poem like Elizabeth Browning, but I can play you one. Will you be out front? Oh, yes, with Max. Then listen carefully. You will recognize my love song when I play it. We uh, can't keep the waiting any longer. Are you all right, Marta? Oh, I never felt more glorious in my life. Every note is for you, Andre. And especially in that one song. To our future, darling. Au revoir. Well, Andre, it looks as though congratulations are in order. A marriage has been rearranged. Yes. It is a miracle. If it lasts. Oh, come, what do you mean? I don't know. Just some premonition I cannot shake. You notice that this time, it was Martha who said goodbye. Why is she playing this? It's not on the program. It is a message to me. Message? Yes, in place of a sonnet. What? A love song. Just for me, you see. I... Martha! Oh. She's fainted. No. No, she has not fainted. She... She is dead. Julie, shut the door quickly. It's a madhouse here. Aren't they ever going to let up? Oh, eventually, I suppose. Why can't they let us alone? Julie, it's a great story. To be practical, the press and the media have every right to follow it up. You should hear some of the book offers, movie bids, heaven knows what else they've been bombarding my office with. All right, forget that for now. How is Andre today? Oh, no change. Still in his room? Oh, he hasn't come out of it since the funeral. Is he eating? Not really. Is he getting any sleep? I don't think so. Whenever I look in, he's just lying on his back, staring at the ceiling with his eyes so vacant. Sometimes he's so still, I think maybe he's... What does the doctor say? If he doesn't snap out of it, he'll have to be hospitalized. At least there they can feed him intravenously. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. I'll go in and have a look at him. Hello, Andre. Andre, it's Max. Aren't you going to say hello? No. I'm better at saying goodbye. Oh, now, come. You've got to snap out of this. By all means. I wish I knew the way to do it. Well, you won't get anywhere just by lying there. Max, do you know what I've been doing? I have been lying here, willing myself to die. I want to die. But I cannot make myself. All those years of hanging on, building, increasing my will to live, just to spite those... Maybe they have the last laugh, after all. Now that I want to die, the will to live is too strong to allow me to... Andre, listen to me. Suicide. Yes, that would be a way, you see. Only my religion does not allow that. So it appears I have to go on living, separated from Marta again. You've got to do something to help him, Max. I know that, Julie, but what? I don't know. If he just had some other interest to throw himself into, like Madame had after Stefan was killed. 
<laughs> she hadn't had her piano and her music, she'd have been... Uh, uh, uh. Well, what is it, Max? Music. Music, of course. That might be it. Well, where are you going? To see Charles Abelman at World Broadcasting. I think maybe he can make an offer that Andre just can't refuse. I have your word on this, Charlie? Absolutely. No hoopla, no exploitation. Just the facts simply and decently told in good taste. I have your word. Max, you don't need my word. This network is rebuilding its image. One of the programs we count on to do that is one-on-one. Yes, I know. I've seen it, and I admire it very much. Thank you. We don't want anything to change that picture for our audience. So you can count on that. All right. I think I can persuade Andre to do it. And you will allow him to play. At least 15 minutes. That's the deal. There has to be enough exposure so I can start building a career for him again. Fifteen minutes, that's a long time. Is, uh, is he good enough? Can he still play? Oh, yes, I've heard him. Well, I, I think I ought to hear him first myself, Max, before I okay that. All right, I'll see what I can work out. But first, I have to sell the whole idea to Andre. I'll get back to you. Charles Abelman. Charlie, Max Brick. We're on for your show this week. Oh, that's great, Max. But uh, what about your promise I can hear, Mr. Danino? I've worked that out. You'll want to pick his own piano for the broadcast. So can you meet us at Steinman's tomorrow at 12 noon? It's right across from Carnegie Hall. While he's trying out the pianos, I'll get him to play something for you. I promise you, you won't make the trip for nothing. I don't know just why I am doing this, Max. You know why, Andre. You've got to have something to take your mind off what, what has happened. What a better thing to do than to go back to your piano. Carry on. For Marta. Now, you've got to make a living somehow. And you you really think that I can make it play again? After what I heard in the church that first day, yes. All those years of dry playing on stone walls, on steel tables, the edge of my cot, hearing the music only in my mind, all that kept me from going mad. It kept me alive. Was this what it was for? Well, why not decide that it was? Oh, Max, I can't decide anything for myself. That's what I meant by I don't know why I am doing this. It is something inside me or outside and beyond me that is urging me to do it. What do you mean by that? I I don't know. I told you once it would take a miracle to bring back the past. Maybe now I'm looking for one to bring me the future. I've never seen so many concert pianos in my life. Charlie, this is only one room. There are four others. Oh, no. He could be here all day. He tried every piano in this room, and they didn't suit him. Now, don't tell me you'll go through all the others. Uh, Yes, Charlie, what is it? He's found one he likes. Where is he? In the back room. Oh, he's playing something. Come on, Charlie, if you want to hear this. No, just a minute, Mr. Brack. What is it, Julie? Well, he, uh, he said he wanted to be alone for a minute. Well, we don't have to show ourselves. Well, maybe we should get back to him. He was, uh, strange. Strange how? Well, he smiled at me, and he, he looked sort of happy. And he said, do you believe in miracles, Julie? And when I didn't know what to answer, he said, I think I'm just about to. I don't know what that means. Hey, hold it a minute. By George. <laughs> Good enough for you, Charlie? Oh, it's magnificent. No. 
No, stop him. No, please don't. I want to hear more. Oh, we shouldn't interrupt it. You Julie. must. Don't you hear what he's playing? It's what Madame was playing oh, when now, she... Oh, Julie, 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 take it easy. What's the matter I with you? don't know. I don't know. It's just... Don't let him stop him before he gets to that same phrase where... Oh, oh no. What happened? Oh, no. I don't know. Come on. He, he's on the floor. Just like me. Take care of it, Charlie. Is... Is... Andre. Is he... Andre. Andre, you, you all right? Oh, oh, yes. Yes. What happened? I... I suddenly found out how to pray. For me, it... It is with music. So I asked God to... To bring me to Martha. And he... He turned his face on me again and worked... Worked a miracle to bring me home to my to my wife is is he dead yeah what happened heart attack debility who knows I'm not a doctor maybe God just called him home what did he mean about a, a miracle I think that he got what he wanted. Max? Yes, Julie? This piano he picked out. Yes, yes, yes. What about it? Well, look at the serial number. Why? This is the piano Madame Deninoff was playing at the concert when she died. I'll be back shortly with a final thought. Max brought the bodies of Marta and Andre back to Israel, where they were buried beside their son's hero's grave. The stone above the grave reads, In memory of Marta and Andre Daninov, I shall but love thee better after death. That Max picked that quote was sheer coincidence. Or was it maybe just another minor miracle? Our cast included Norman Rose, Ralph Bell, Evie Juster, and Ian Martin. Associate Director, Marlon Swing. This is Hyman Brown, producer-director, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, then, pleasant... Dream.